Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. This video is being premiered at the same time on all the platforms, the alternative channels, Brighton, BitChute, and Rumble, as well as YouTube. And the reason for that is because this is a severely important message. I had these dreams last night, and these were repetitive dreams, pattern dreams, the same dream over and over. If you know the Bible, or you are even vaguely familiar with the character, um, Joseph and his interaction with Pharaoh, you know that Pharaoh had two dreams in the same night and they meant the same thing. And Joseph, when he was asked, why did I see the dream this way and this way? Joseph told him and said, because, O king, the thing is surely established. It will surely come to pass. From that little story alone, we learn an important lesson about God. When themes keep coming, when statements keep being repeated by the Heavenly Father, it means that the thing is established. It means that the thing will surely come to pass. It means that there is not much room for men in their affectations, their disagreements, their protests, even their fears, even their tears. Men will not be able to affect things that have been set in the heavens by God. And for the most part, what area of prophecy God has given me concerns things that have been set, things that have been settled. There's no way to change these prophecies on the master's voice. And people keep thinking that, oh, if we pray and if we do this and we do this, but I'm not speaking about conditional things. The Lord has not called me to conditional things. The Lord has called me by his spirit, praise Yah, to open up and to flesh out in the sight of his people and those who are not his people, those who care about the Bible and those who just wander through Christianity and don't feel they need to study the Bible, people who don't know God, people who know God, people who are seeking God, all flesh. God has given me the calling to open up to us things that were written before the foundation of the world. The world. We can say these things were written before the foundation because the eternal word of God is Jesus Christ. And before anything was, Christ was. So these are not things that can be changed. I had the same dream over and over and over again um, in the middle of the night. And it was not an easy dream. This dream was not an easy dream. And the Lord said some very firm things. And he said to me to make sure that before this day is finished, that the prophecy will be put up. So it went up just 30 minutes ago. I finally had time. And then he said that the video should be made today. And those who have been watching for a long time, you know when the Lord says the video should be made today. It is extremely serious. And so let me start. The title of this prophecy is Communism in America. It was very difficult for me to receive, to hear from the Lord what the name of this prophecy should be because it does concern Kamala Harris. It does concern America. It does detail the changes that this country will see in the future. And God even has words in this prophecy for the type of person who always thinks that their contribution to these end times questions should be 
Celestial when is this going to happen? Celestial when this is going to happen? So you don't see people in the Old Testament saying to um, Jeremiah or Ezekiel, tell us when is it going to happen? When is, when is Babylon going to come? When is Babylon going to attack us? Or when is this going to happen? You don't see people doing that because people in the Old Testament understood God very well. When God speaks, you just have two options. You can listen and believe, or you cannot listen and mock or whatever you want, but there's only two ways to fall. But in these final times, there are so many different branches and God has words for this branch that thinks that they can solve the things that God will do. Communism in America, October 31st, 2022. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and 10 horns. The woman was arrayed or dressed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornications. And on her forehead, a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Revelation chapter 17, verses three to six. And reading this just brings me back to the very beginning of when I started this work. And I began to declare in the spirit of the Lord by his authority that America is mystery Babylon, as the Lord was telling me to say, and all the great historical teachers and all the people who are very much wiser than Jesus Christ were coming and they were telling me that America has never drunk the blood of the saints and America has never drunk the blood of the marchers of Jesus. But as I began to open up the prophecies about the evil regime, that would arise in America. When I began to open up the prophecies and the visions of the Lord about how this church in America, because it is so full of leaven, will undergrow, undergrow terrible persecution. This church in America is the Laodicean church, the lukewarm church. This church in America is also the persecuted church persecution will arise in this country that if it were told to you now you would scarcely believe it and yet we are going to see it and the blood of the saints and the martyrs will run in this nation as they hunt down people who name the name of jesus christ at almost every cost so late last night I was in prayers and after I'd finished the prayers and I was about to sleep, the Lord spoke to me so clearly. And he said, tell them these things from me, tell them that these things will surely come to pass. There is no help anymore. America has surrendered her position. She has been taken over by the dragon. Tell them what I said. Kamala Harris is coming and with her some of the most dire times in US history. When times are dire, we're looking at famine, flood, the lack of agriculture, the crash of money. Dire means when the human being is put into such severe straits that if you look at every single part of your life, every single part is failing 
every single part is not working every single part is a cause for fame for for pain you're losing family members you're losing friends people are being buried left right and center there is no work in the economy there is no money in the economy there is no economic health there is no social health the children are out of control the children are being taken away by god when things are dire it literally means they have come to a point of no hope god says that when you see Kamala Harris coming into power, she is bringing with her some of the worst times that this nation has ever passed through. He said she will be the president of this country and there is nothing to be done about it. Tell them it will be loss of freedom and loss of life like never before. Tell them from me that America will never be great again and that decline and economic rot will eat this nation from the ground up like termites. So I've already covered in many prophecies that this woman would be coming. And it's, in fact, in the last one, I said that unless something severely different was shown to me by the Lord, then these almost eight or nine prophecies concerning Kamala Harris would be the last one. But God was saying, this woman is the first face of the new world order. Kamala Harris is a new world order president, meaning she will be the first tangible face representing the new world order system. And no matter what it looks like now, God says no matter how the coming events will be presented to America, it must be understood that this woman is not an American president. She does not serve American ideals. She is not seeking America's best interests. She's not representing American causes. She is not interested in the economic betterment or the recovery of America. She is a new world order architect and she is serving the throne of the beast. And God says that by the time American rec Americans recognize it, it will be too late when they wake up to the fact that this woman is not connected to this nation at all, that she has no natural sympathies in her heart, but instead she and many others that we will see coming on the power scene are all sympathetic to an entity that has already won power for itself. The Lord told me and said, America is now under the principality of the dragon, Satan himself. Satan has taken control and established himself. Now he is going to rule from his seat in Pergamum with an iron fist. And the scripture is, to the angel of the church of Pergamos write, these things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. This is Revelation 2 verses 12 to 13. And if you go to Revelation 2 and, 2 and just read the bigger chunk, you will see that the church in Pergamon was guilty of false prophecy. It was guilty of false teaching, leading people. It says that they were guilty of the doctrines of Balaam. And Balaam was a very powerful false prophet in the Bible. Balaam was not operating by God's spirit. He was only tolerated by the Lord. It also says in that passage that that church tolerated the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, whatever that may be, but this was a fallen church. And the signpost of this church is that it was seated at Pergamos and Pergamon or Pergamon 
in the Bible and in historical times was referred to as the seat of Satan. As God opening up these things to me, before I slept, I began to see a terrible dragon, a massive dragon flying over America. And this dragon was roaring. So it was roaring, but you must understand that these creatures of old, just because the sounds they make sound to us like sounds, it doesn't mean that it's not language. What this dragon was roaring over America was victory, capital letters, bold and underlined, victory. And this thing was crowing in exaltation. It was flying so low over the buildings. It was flying so low over the nation with this roaring triumphant cry, victory, victory. And as it darted here and there, it looked red and black. The skin of the dragon looks like those two-tone sequins whereby, depending on the angle you look, a dress can be red. You look again, the dress is black. That's how the skin, it was black and then red, like that. And then the Lord carried on and he spoke about this man called Paul Pot. I have said it in recent prophecies that God said, what Paul Pot did in Cambodia it is going to happen here in America. God said, Pol Pot was a man who killed people en masse in his own country. That is how it will be in America. War and dictatorship will kill people in great numbers. And in this way, America will be repaid for the wars and brutal terrorism she has visited upon others. As their children died, yours will die as their mothers wailed yours will wail this is the just punishment of the lord to the land of the serpent america the great united states by name so i already mentioned in a previous prophecy at the end of the prophecy god took the time to mention this place guantanamo bay he was saying that the amount of blood that has soaked into the soil of America because of what America has done at Guantanamo Bay, this thing called rendition. You go to other people's country, you snatch them up, you put them in planes because you know international law. And once you have them up in the plane, then it, they're sort of in a no man's land. They don't belong to anyone. Then you sneak them here. You take them to Guantanamo and you torture them. God was saying in detail, I've never been to Guantanamo Bay, but God was saying in detail, that those people in Guantanamo Bay, they weep, they cry. And he repeated their statements. I do not know what you are asking about. I do not know anything about American politics. I am not a spy. I do not have anything to do with this. And then as they are kept in detention longer and longer, they begin to say, I want to see my family. I want to see my wife before I die. They will say these things and say these things and America will mock and scoff and torture those people at that place until God says, finally, these men die alone with such untapped wells of bitterness in their hearts. And then they are disposed of and their families never see them again. And he said that when Russia comes, Russia will take lawyers and accountants and people who work at Chick-fil-A and normal industries in America and tell them, you are a terrorist, you are a spy. And the Lord repeated the words of those people and said, they will say, I do not hate Russia. 
I am not a terrorist. I am not a spy. I do not know anything about Russian politics. And he said that just the way the blood of the innocent soaks into America at Guantanamo Bay, this the Russians will do. And so he says that having war in the country, dictatorship rising that will take away many people, America will pay the sharp price for all the people she took away domestically and internationally. And that is his punishment on America the Great. Notice that outside of the Romans, no other country that I know of calls itself the Great. And in the Bible, there's only one person who carries that name. There's only one entity, and that is Mystery Babylon or Babylon the Great. God says to also say this, and this is the part for those who think that God is a Lego puzzle that they can solve. And so they come here and they tax my patience and my soul with endless questions, doing their little rapture math in the comments and going, when will this happen? Is it 2024? If this other person gets elected, then that means it only leaves us one more year, minus three, minus five. This is what God says. Nothing will go according to how you expect it. Absolutely nothing is going to happen the way you think all of your predictive programming and all of your presumption. Presumption means thinking that you actually can figure out the ways of God and you can think in your mind what he's going to do and just work through these prophecies neatly and then come up with a date that suits you, whether it's early for the rapture crowd or late for the doomsday crowd. Presumption will be confounded. You will see events happening out of place and out of turn until you are emotionally exhausted. You will be worn out trying to figure it out, and you will still not figure it out. Nothing will keep a straight line. Nothing will follow a regular, patter, a regular pattern. Nothing will go the way you think it will. In this way, I will exhaust you of your own strength until you learn humility. God is saying that he will deliberately do things in a zigzag, twist and turn, up, down, roller coaster manner where you literally cannot predict where the next punch or body blow is coming from. And this is for Christians because the world will already be in tumult. The rest of the unsaved people will already be in a washing cycle, but the saved people, God says, you will try to figure it out. You will try to predict, you will do everything. And he says that all you will become is worn out and emotionally exhausted. You will never see the next shift that these people are planning coming. And he says that he will let it wear people down until they learn how to be humble. I will humble you from being experts. I will humble you from being gods who want to know and predict the future. Things will get so bad that your next 24 hours will become a question and a mystery that only God can solve. Then you will learn to depend on me alone or you will perish by your pride. Imagine not knowing what's going to happen to you the next day. That is what this prophecy is about. Not knowing where your next 24 hours is going to see you able to still see the sun or not. When I heard these words, I knew that things were serious. I could feel the impact of what he was saying upon my heart and I went to sleep and I began to dream of this communist life that came to America. In that world, leaders were not chosen by any system of votes and they were not chosen because they were affiliated to any party. 
They were not chosen because of how long they had been in a political career. You know, you can work your way through and then eventually one day you say, I'm going to run. There was nothing like that. People who were leading and people who were holding high ranking positions were only chosen for one reason, their ability to strip themselves of all American affiliation and totally say, I will serve the beast. It was people who were able to drop all American affection, all love for the country and serve the beast agenda first and foremost. What the beast was looking for was loyalty. And when you were loyal and you proved it by passing the different stages of tests, for they were constantly testing people, even if you had no natural political skill, even if you could not speak, even if you were not particularly likable, even if you had no charm like President Kennedy or President Clinton, none of that disqualified you. You could enter public office and you could shoot to very powerful positions as the new government was establishing itself. This iron spider that I used to speak about in 2020 and 2021. Favors and jobs were handed out based on who you knew. This is called nepotism. Nepotism is the act of favoring friends and family and close people. It's the, it's the act of using connections to give positions rather than using skill, ability, or merit. So based on who you knew you could go up or the government had this system called commissioning, commissioning, they would call specifically for a person to come and work for them based on criteria that they may or may not disclose to the person. You would simply get this embossed invitation telling you that you are hereby invited. That word invited wasn't actually invitation. You were being told to report to Washington DC or wherever they will be to go there and work there. And that was the choice you had to go and work inside the government. There was no loyalty whatsoever. So you could enter in. That was absolutely no guarantee that you would last, that you would get to the end. People could be extinguished out of this government as easily as they got in. They were extinguishing people. When I say ex extinguishing, this is death nothing else but death exterminated from within the structure outside the structure meaning the citizens and the general attitude in in the government was take nothing for granted and watch your back and now this is what this was like i had six dreams and i can only remember three of them after a while when i kept going back into that dream basically my brain just did not want to hold that information so i lost three of the dreams but i remember three and each of them started the same way and they ended up different. So each time the dream started out, I would find myself standing on the street. I was just standing on the street in what looked like an average American neighborhood. You know, those neighborhoods with a road in the middle and then the houses are here and the houses are here. I was just standing in an average American neighborhood like that. And somehow I was able to see almost the whole country. So I was able to see the areas where the tall buildings meant, oh, that's a built up city like New York or Chicago. And then I could also see um, rural areas. I could see the different areas. It always started with this massive flag of Kamala Harris being hoisted, not on a flagpole, but it was just being raised up into the sky a huge flag of this woman, a huge flag raising into the heavens of her. And the minute you, I started to see that flag going up, 
this terrible seizing fear would grip my heart, grip my heart. Then after that, I would see the flag now being raised at the White House, a flag of Kamala Harris's face. So it was her face smiling brightly, the whole flag raised over the White House on a flagpole. Then I started to see these huge polymer billboards. You know the one where you can print something very long like a banner? Then you go to the top of a skyscraper and you push it over and it just, it rolls down the building. I started to see that. I started to see real billboards. I started to see people posting bills on the wall. So posters of Kamala Harris, you rub glue and then you put the poster of her. I started to see people putting that on the wall and I started to see them handing out flyers with her face on it throughout the neighborhoods. So that is how each dream started. Even the other three that I do not remember. All of them started that way. And as soon as the big flag would go up into the sky over America, my heart would just begin squeezing. And I learned later that this is the collective fear of the country. This is the fear that entered people's hearts because nobody is used to that kind of obvious communist propaganda in this country, unless it's an election, election cycle where we see the ads on TV and maybe the guy will put up a billboard or two in his sign, vote for whoever. But to, to be going door to door, to door, handing out flyers, posting posters of a person, raising a flag of this person over the white house to actually see the representation of this person rising into the heavens to show I am here. I am now the principality over this nation. It was tough. And it was reminding me every time the dream started, my heart would be like Chairman Mao, Chairman Mao, Chairman Mao did this in China. And you know, Chinese people, they are accustomed to this style of leadership. Americans have never seen this type of stuff in their lives. These flags, these posters, they were at all the state houses. They were at all the gubernatorial mansions. They were at all the council houses, everywhere that the government met, everywhere the government sat to do any types of deliberations, including at the courts, anywhere that government officials lived, it was required that there will be a photo there or there will be a poster there, or there will be a flag there. And this thing caused so much unrest, so much fear in America, because this is uncharacteristic for this nation. This is Leninist stuff. This is um, the stuff that Mussolini was doing. This is not done here. Excuse me, please. So in the first dream, the flag went up, and there was this feeling of dread, like, oh no, no, this is not good. This cannot be happening. Then I began to see the army in the street. The army was deployed so many soldiers and those soldiers were not going against any enemy. The citizens were the enemy. The people were the enemy. The army was deployed against us. And I didn't exactly know the crimes, what those crimes were. But is it possible for us to have committed so many crimes that they are going after all of us indiscriminately? There was pandemonium. There was fighting. Some people were trying to resist, but the majority of people were fleeing every which way. And the cops, these forces, were grabbing whoever they can and detaining people on false charges. It was immediate detention. No lawyer. 
no bail. In addition, there were kill lists. I have spoken about these kill lists. I have said by the spirit of God revealing these things to me, that they will widen the scope of crimes so much that people can be accused of being guilty for virtually anything. In, I think the, the prophecy is called pogroms. I saw that the place is called the Office of Citizen Affairs. In the Office of Citizen Affairs, that office never closes. Everybody who works there is a female. The women that I saw in the vision were dressed in a 60s style. Everybody came to work in a, in a skirt and they had these, you know, they were favoring these kind of cat's eye glasses and they had those old classic, classic hairstyles and they were working on typewriters. They did not have any computers. They were working on typewriters and stuff like that. And they were typing up death orders day and night, day and night. They worked by shift. That office never closed. And those men that are in the the black, the all black, they would come in and they would just go to the out tray and they would grab a bunch of orders and then go out and fulfill them. They would stand around, they would lift their helmet for a while, they would talk and joke with the women. Then they would go out and execute those orders. Executing those orders meant once your order was filled, those men would come to your house. They had orders to look for you. They would come to you and get you and then indefinitely detain you. And in most people's cases, indefinite detention meant death. So they were hunting down certain people to kill them. And in the case of those certain people, the order was find these people and exterminate them. So they weren't even going to bring you back for detention. Certain people, it was said, find them killed them no questions asked and there was so much fear in the atmosphere that as soon as i saw which way the wind was blowing with all this stuff i ran away with a friend of mine to my mother's house and i do not like putting in any information out about myself and my family in these dreams but the urgency on on me from the lord to tell this dream because it is not only me as a representative in this dream that this this thing happened to it will be happening to a ton of people, people who have preached the word of God, not the fake Kool-Aid people, because the minute persecution arises, the Bible already talks about what will happen those, for those people. As soon as persecution arises for the name of Jesus, they will immediately switch to the name of Buddha or anything else, delete their entire YouTube, and then just pretend that they never said a word. So we're not talking about the false tares among us at the time. We're talking about the true pastors who are sticking it out for Christianity. We are talking about the true Bible study groups. We are talking about the people who are still baptizing in the towns and cities of this nation. We are talking about the people who actually have true prophecy of God in their mouth, not the fakesters who will disappear at a moment. They were hunting those people down and I went to my mom's house. And so the only reason I left this in the prophecy is because I know that this will happen to a lot of people. I tried to be as quiet as I could. And we went up to like a third floor in, in that building and we were looking out the window. And again, it was like a view of America. And there was a terrible storm raging in this country. I'm talking about, it seemed as if the water from the ground wanted to rise up and meet the water coming down from heaven. It was like, if you could see the inside of a dishwasher during the cycle, during one of the long, intense cycles, it was like that. The sky was so angry. The sea was so angry. It was terrible. And yet God had been protecting us that as we were running through that storm to come to my mom's 
nothing ha happened to us. We was coming to my parents' house and nothing happened to us. And then we climbed up and I told my friend, you know, I'll die first before I let these people catch me. I'll, I'll die taking my chances with Jesus before I let myself be one of those people that get caught. So I told her, get on my back and then I'm gonna climb out this window and I'm gonna try and move from ledge to ledge until we can get down because we'll be in between these various alleyways and we can escape through the alleys. And that was the plan. So we stood, we held hands and we started to pray. And I was asking God, make my feet as hinds feet. This is where, if you don't know the Psalms, if you haven't at least picked up a few Old Testament ways to pray, it will be very difficult to you because um, Maranatha and come Lord Jesus are not prayers to pray during times of persecution and death, stalking you in the street. And I was praying, oh Lord, make me nimble and make my feet like hinds feet and make me to walk upon my high heels, which means give me the ability like a goat or an ebex to walk on these vertical walls and come down safety, safely to the ground. And I was about to take my friend and go out, but my mom had heard me. And even though she was entertaining a few friends, she left them and she came up and she came just in time to see me standing up on the window trying to, and she said to me, sweetheart, what are you doing with that window? Where are you, where are you going? And I didn't have the heart to tell my mother the truth. The concern in her voice, thinking maybe I'm gonna jump or something, I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to tell her, mom, I'm on the run. Mom, I'm wanted by the government. Mom, I'm being hunted. I'm, I'm a wanted person. I am public enemy number one or public num enemy number 6,042. I didn't have the heart. And so I came up with some half-hearted excuse. And I said, oh no, I was just, you know, closing the window, the storm. Anyway, I came down and as I was just trying to comfort her, that was the end of the first dream. And then I began to dream again. I woke up because this dream was horrible. And then I woke up and then I went back to sleep and Kamala Harris's face began to rise up over America again. And again, that horrible fear came on me. It, that fear is America's fear. America, you have no idea the privileges that God has given you in your life. And you will only understand how precious those things were and how you should have guarded them in righteousness when they are all taken away from you. Like ripping off the buttons on a suit every last one will be taken away. It's not just the second amendment. Every single one will be perverted and twisted until we are living in 1984. People were paralyzed and it was that paralysis of terror that kept filling in me like a horrible sink filling. We had never had a dictator before. We did not know what it meant to be in a dictatorship. We did not know why things were being rationed, why we couldn't go where we wanted to go, why we were so heavily restricted in our movement. You had to stay where you came from. You're from Wichita, you were staying there. You're from New Jersey, you were staying there. We were heavily restricted in our movement and heavily restricted in who we could be affiliated with. And in fact, as the laws got tighter and tighter, people began to abandon their family. People began to abandon their family because any family members who were resistors, any family members who were like, well, I'm not gonna line up with this, anyone who was not immediately going into obedience as these laws were getting harder and harder, 
just like the people who wouldn't take the magic potion. Now, a lot of people abandoned their family. They decided that it was just easier to pretend that these hard-headed people were not their family. They began to deny these people. They cut their family off and they did away with all association to any rebellious family because they did not want to get in trouble with the government. And as these flags again were going up, I was thinking Chairman Mao, Chairman Mao did this. And the reason he did this was to remind China at every step who was their Lord and God. This propaganda was so blatant. You could not go anywhere in this country without seeing that woman's face. And I was just so disheartened when I was seeing all these changes coming to pass. And I said, if America can do this, there is no hope then for anyone. And the second dream ended. In the third dream is when I realized this is a loop. I've spoken of these prophetic dream loops, so I will not go into it. As that flag began to go up in the spirit and the fear began to pour into me, I heard God say, because the flag goes up and then the second flag that goes up is the flag at the White House. And then the third one that I always notice is like somewhere in New York at some tall building, they roll down that polymer banner, just Put, roll it down and then it goes and then it begins to roll down the buildings. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about because you see these things in the movies. When they were rolling down the banners and beginning to post the bills on the wall, God said, Pol Pot will come to America. Cambodia will come to America. Extermination, death by the government. Ask your friends about it. And that has been coming through in the prayer calls. God has said that if you will not educate yourself to find out what other countries have gone through, you have friends, for instance, who are immigrants, you see them here, you know that they're here because the countries they come from went through war, but you've never thought to ask them what it was like, what war is like, what running from government annihilation, seeing the government just wiping people out, what does that do to a person? He says that it's time to ask your friends that you know what this is like. And when I looked down after he said that on the street, I just saw blood. The blood was so much that it would almost seem as if it wants to flow uphill on a road, which is impossible. Yes, it can flow downhill, but to surge uphill. And remember that the Bible says in the end times when blood is being sh shed in this earth, it will surge upward until it comes to the chest of the horses, which means that it is possible to shed human blood until it piles up like a sea. That's how much it was. It was drying in the sun. It was caking on the roads. Everywhere you look, there was evidence of someone having lost their lives in this place in public. And I said, Lord, I don't want to be in this dream. I want to come out. I want to come out of the dream, Lord, but I could not come out. Instead, I continue to see blood appearing on the streets of the U.S., mass murder, extermination. They were coming for people, especially in the beginning, at night. At night is when they were coming. You would see that your neighbor was at home at bedtime. You would see his lights on. He would have dinner. In the morning, that man would be gone, and we would never get word about where that person had gone. They would take an entire family at night frog marching them in bathrobes, bed slippers, marching them from the house to the truck. And everyone is spying through the windows, looking, 
but the lights are off in the house because no house wants to appear to be awake. The lights are off, so everyone appears to be sleeping, but the mother and father of the house are trying to drive away their older children, go back to sleep, but the children are also frozen with horror. So everyone is trying to spy through the curtain watching a family being frog-marched to that car in just their sleeping clothes, all of this happening at night, and people began to call it midnight dread. Midnight dread is the term. Midnight dread. Excuse me. Wendy when they come for people. And as a result of this, people started to not sleep at home. They began to sleep in different places every night. They began to not sleep in their last known location that is affiliated to them. What's the last known location? You, the government knows where your mother lives. The government knows where your father lives. The government knows where your sisters and your brothers live. So you do not sleep in those places if, if you're one that someone has lied on or if you're one who your previous conduct, your previous acts makes them now looking for you. You don't sleep there. You sleep in different places because you do not want to be visited by midnight dread. Some people even broke up their family for better choices of survival. Dad went with some people, mom went with some people, and they broke that up so that they would not be rounded up and the entire family exterminated just like that. Excuse me, please. And also God showed me how great a gap there is in the type of thinking in America. I was stunned seeing this thing. I mean, I know it exists, but to see God showing it to you in the dream, like a movie, this thing is real. It's just that because this nation is, has never faced an existential threat. America is the threat to other countries. She is the one who destroys other people's countries, but she has never experienced what it is like to come to the point of annihilation and worse by her own members. There was such a gap in the thinking of this nation. The first people that God showed me were people who rose to the occasion. When, the, when America became a place where they could come and get you from midnight dread, some people rose to the occasion because these people have been taught all their lives not to trust the government. They had been taught by their parents, grandparents, their teachers, and other influential people in their lives how to play the game. And this is how it goes. When the government plays fair, you play fair. But when the government does not play fair, do not be disappointed. Do not be shocked, do not be mad at all. In other words, love America, but expect, every, expect anything from the government. When the government is just, you be just. When it's right, you be right. But the minute it stops being those things, break rank, lose hell, and take care of your own. These are not my words. I am not Wyatt Earp. This is what God was showing me in this dream. This is how other people react. Government's acting right, they'll act right. Government's being just, they'll be just. The minute the government goes rogue, these people are like, right, all bets are off. You asked for it, you got it. And I saw that there are a ton of these people scattered all across the states, but they're mostly concentrated in certain areas. And he says that these people, God was showing me that these are usually the type of people that can hunt, that can fish, they grow their own food, and you will never find them in line at the welfare office. 
these people make a point of never accepting any kind of government handout because they know it comes with strings. He says they never take payouts, nothing. They do not want it. They may be poor, they may not be poor, but he said because they don't trust the government. When the U.S. government pulls off its mask in the future, says these people were 100 prepared for it, they were not shocked at all, and they were not sad about anything. I saw these people sitting on their porch with their you-know-whats on their lap, and they were saying things like, told you. They would just sit there on their porch and say stuff like, told you. Or when they saw people walking in the street that were looking all stressed and sad, then they would shout out, it's a corporation, as if to say, why are you sad? that a business has started to act like a business. They didn't care a single bit what was happening in the big cities. They knew that people were being put to death in boxes because the cities became like locked up boxes. They were killing people in the city for the most ridiculous and manufactured reasons that you can think of. But these people, they never loved America as much as they loved freedom their weapons, their dogs, their animals, and their families. And so they were not shocked at all when the government turned into a murdering regime because they never expected anything different. Deep down, they never really expected anything different. But you see the educated people, the master students and the college students and the professors, all the experts, those with a lot of degrees and letters to their name, these people were knocked on their backsides and they were destroyed emotionally because God said that they learned about their country from books and they never thought about the fact that America is the one who describes herself in these books. So what else is she going to say about herself but that she's great and just and fear? God said that they never paid attention to reality and so they never learned anything. And so these people were shocked to the bone and these people passed away in majority. They were hampered by great disappointment. They had mass cognitive dissonance. This includes the church. They're people in this nation. They are church. They call themselves the good people of Christianity. Those people, their hearts will literally stop working when no rays of light come down from the sky to beam them up. But they begin to go through cycle after political cycle of their worst nightmare. These people are completely unprepared for what I'm talking about. And I have meticulously said, on this channel, that if these people are your mother, your father, your relative, you are in for some serious hard decisions because these people are exactly like people who are drowning at the beach. When you try to reach out and help them, they will pull you down because of how unprepared they are for what I'm saying. They're the ones who always come here now and say these witty things like you're evil. My spirit doesn't witness with what you're saying. How can your spirit witness with the truth when you're full of demons, lies, and fantasies? How can you possibly receive the truth? Why would your spirit, which is darkness, ever witness with the light that is sitting here revealing things to come?
never been to a communist nation in my life, have absolutely no idea the nitty gritty details of what they do by the spirit of the Lord, reading it out year after year. And then the end result is people coming here. I don't witness with, how can you witness with the spirit of God when you have the spirit of darkness in you, the spirit of lies and fantasy? These people will take a ton of true Christians down unless those true Christians make some hard decisions in the future. And that's all I'm going to say. After this third dream about the cognitive dissonance, about the fact that people blankly refused, they saw what was happening in the country. They saw what the government was doing. And because there was no room in them to receive the truth, they continued to deny, well, maybe it's, it's an error they, they were getting this error message, error, error, error. They could not compute what was happening. And I saw that they lost their lives in a big, big group. And so God was showing me the two groups. And all I can say is one group did much better than the other. And the same thing in the zombie prophecies. When those things came, a certain group of people in certain parts of the country were like, well... It's just a varmint and I'm going to have to handle it like we do all the varmint, but another group, this is not biblical. What is this? They did not do so well. And so I stayed up. I didn't want to go to sleep anymore. I was up for about two hours and God was just telling me about Pol Pot, saying that Pol Pot was one of the most merciless dictators that ever lived. And God said that this man became as powerful as he did because he employed something that America usually employs in battle, and that is called preemptive strike. God said that Pol Pot struck all the people he suspected of being his enemies, being envious, trying to undercut or usurp his authority. God said that man struck all his political enemies before they could strike him, but then that wasn't enough for him. He began to strike all the people who were connected to the enemy, so their families, their friends, anyone who had ever supported them. And God said from that point, this man's insanity just got wider and wider until this man was able to get rid of almost 2 million Cambodians in only five years. I think it was 1974 or 1975 to 1979. Five years, he was able to take out between 1.5 and 2 million people. And God said, as the Khmer Rouge were merciless and dangerous in Cambodia. In fact, he said, as Vietnam was exterminating its own people over many years, this is exactly what the coming system will be here in America. And God says that whoever, please listen. He said that whoever doesn't understand yet that human extermination and human extinction has always been Satan's end goal. Then he says that person is living in a very loose reality because he says, if you do not know your enemy, you are at the mercy of that enemy because you are in the wrong about what reality is. He says the enemy is the one who knows the true reality and therefore the enemy will have an advantage over you. He said to tell you, these things are from the I am who is perfect. They shall certainly be whether you believe them or not. But when they come to pass, know that it was revealed to you what the end of America will be. 
a regime, government, a rogue government under sway to the beast and controlled by the dragon who gave him his throne. Please do not forget that I said that as this prophecy began, as God was talking to me last night before bed, I was seeing a massive dragon flying over America and it was crying out, roaring. It was just a dragon roaring. But what that roar was saying was victory, victory. And it was flying all over this country. I have put scripture in the written post for you. Scripture is necessary. I have put five prophecies that are exactly like this in the written post for you. I will put the written post in the description box and then it is up to you to do the necessary clicking, the necessary reading, and of course, the necessary prayer and repentance. I've been speaking about these things for many years. I've been saying that people will be on the run in this country. I've been saying that the beast system is not just going to pop up like a jack-in-the-box, and then you say, oh, there it is, is the evil system. No, that system is a meticulous cage. It is building itself around, insinuating itself almost seamlessly into our existing society. This thing is like a virus. It is exactly like a virus. It will infiltrate all the kingdoms of the world seamlessly, and then it will kill off the original world. Let's just call it the old world. It will kill off the ways of life. It will kill off the laws. It will kill off what we all agree on as morally acceptable, such as people should not sleep with animals, such as people should not sleep with children. People will be sleeping with animals, children, and inanimate objects in the future. These prophecies, if you take the time, they are seamlessly integrated. If you read them, you will eventually come to the place where they will begin lining up like Legos. But God says to whoever thinks that they're about to play games with his prophetic work, you will become tangled up in your own math. Which one is it? Is it 2024? Did she say 2024? I was even sensing certain things in my heart, like people forget that when it comes to politics in this country, every player gets two shots on the board. So factor that in, factor that in, that every player who stands up for office gets two shots at the brass ring. Think about that when you're out there preparing for a swift three-week war followed by a two-month persecution and then a one-week something and then suddenly the sky opens. God is telling us darkness is going to come on the earth. Do you think that the Father is in any rush to grant people with no stamina their lusts. The church is full of mistaken, sorry, sad lusts. They really think that they can manipulate Jesus into fulfilling his word because they cry and whine and tell each other on chat forums, see you in the clouds. Which clouds? It must be Southwest and Delta that you're talking about. It's only those clouds on the table for now. This Bible, it talks about economic decline. The economic decline isn't here and America thinks she's going somewhere. I thank God for the true Christians who are grounded in the word of God. Keep reading your Bible, people. Soak yourself in it that you may be rewarded by the King of Kings. The Lord asks, will I still find faith on the earth when I come and imagine 
people say that they are saved and they don't take the time to break down that statement and see in those few, those tiny few words, will I still find faith on the earth when I come? What would make Jesus ask a question? Don't you know that Jesus is asking, are you able to go through the temptations, the trials, the tribulations that are coming? Are you able to go through all that is ahead, my church, and still call me good? Or will you curse me and join the great falling away? Great falling away haven't started. People are saying feast of trumpets, feast of the left eyebrow is the time of the great catching away. Is this not, is this not rot? Is this not rot in the middle of the edifice? Is the tree not rotten on the inside? And then the tree wants to insist that the ax man should not come and cut off all the diseased parts and put them in the fire, as John 15 said, that every single piece, every branch that does not abide in the vine, he said men cut it off and cast it into fire and people want to sweep all this beautiful true word of God into just into the corner, put it under the rug and just say, Lord, we're prepared, we're ready, come and take us. Take us to where? Where where does the deceived church go but to fire? It is very late. May God bless and keep his people. These words, I will leave them in the description for you and you do the clicking. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.